Welcome back to Dexter New Blood Who Dis podcast with Michelle and me, Marsh at Ref Marsh. We are reviewing this week Big Game. I uh, hope y'all had a great holiday. Um, this is pretty exciting because where we left off was Dexter getting attacked from behind. So, um, pretty excited to see where this is going because. Uh, we learned that Harrison remembers everything um, and that Kurt is out to get Dexter at this point. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty. Oh, oh, and and Angela and um, a podcaster is they're They're discovering that, you know, Dexter was it seemed a little shady. The situation where uh, where he rescued her Um you know, those circumstances seem a little off. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that fleshes out, too. Angela's getting a little suspicious uh, on why Dexter had these uh, ideas about Kurt and pre-recorded or recorded them. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see. I, I have a theory that maybe she consults Batista and starts asking about Dexter just to get some more information on him. Um but yeah, I'm super excited to see where this goes. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Uh, starting off off of a hell of a cliffhanger, so uh, let's take a stab at it. Here we go. So wow! Oh my God, Marsh and I are screaming at this. And this intro scene uh, for Big Game, because what's happening is uh, um, Harrison is getting attacked at at their home, at Dexter's home, by the guys that were trying to jump him earlier. And Harrison just starts murdering them and slices one of the kids' throats and is laughing and is covered with blood. And we are just, <laughs> we're freaking out over here. Not realizing that it's a dream scene. I I thought for sure. I I thought for a second. Oh my gosh, this is happening as Dexter's out. This is going to be a hot mess. Um, but luckily, Dexter shows up in the scene, and we know that he's actually tied to the back in the back of the truck. So that's not the case. He is in fact having a nightmare. <laughs> or is it a dream? I think is does Dexter <laughs> want to come in and save his son after his first fresh murders? You know what I mean, like. Is it really a nightmare, or is he going like, this could be cool? No, because Dexter has this look on his face of disappointment of, oh, God, not again. Mm. So it didn't look like an exciting, yeah, we did it, son. It's It looks like, oh, crap, I have to uh, clean up your mess. Mm. But re- really a crazy way to start this episode. Um, so we're super excited to see where this one goes, but that was that was wild. That was super wild. All right, so a lot is happening in this episode. Um, We've got uh, Dexter running out of the truck, um, and then we've got the attacker uh, following him, shoots him in the leg, so he's bleeding everywhere, running away, trying to lose this guy who's just really insistent on on getting him, doesn't even care if he he, uh, doesn't get him alive. 
And then you cut back to Harrison, who is being wooed by Kurt. And this is just super creepy. Yeah, Kurt's just trying to to win over Harrison in every way that he can and, and be the father that Harrison, I guess, the, like that you would think of a father traditionally. Oh, have you, have has, your, has Jim taken you to do this? Has Tim, has Jim taught you how to swing a bat? You know, like everything he's doing is like trying to manipulate Harrison mm-hmm. into thinking of him as his father. And I said on the last on the last episode that Harrison's at this really vulnerable age where he's just so impressionable. Right? Like any anything is gonna really play into his emotions because his emotions are all over the place right now. Um, he's trying to figure out who he who he is, why he has these feelings, um, this abandonment issue, you know. So there's there's a lot going on with Harrison. But on the other hand, we've got this really big issue of, and I said this right before it started, this episode, um, that Angela starts digging into uh, Dexter's past. So she starts looking at Batista's social media, sees a picture of him with Dexter uh, back when they were bowlers. And then she starts questioning, um, well, her, her co-worker mentions, oh yeah, when Dexter, you know, or when jim beat up this drug dealer and she starts really questioning him about that then goes and finds that guy that that drug dealer that uh he he was beating up and uh finds out that he remembers getting pricked with the with the needle and then the cops show up and then he is attacked with with dexter so she takes a picture of his neck um as proof and she's really really um, digging into his motives right now. So we've got this this other looming issue for Dexter. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think even beyond motive, she's just trying to dig in to see if it's possible that he would be doing a bunch more like what, like we talked about last episode, it, what Jim's doing is equally as strange as what Kurt is doing. So what's going on here? I think that Jim probably could talk himself out of a lot of it is just concern for Harrison, even if he wanted to say that he was eavesdropping on Kurt and Molly because he'd already known about Kurt and Harrison. And here was this true crime <laughs> podcasters looking to sit down with him privately that maybe he was snooping around. You know what I mean? Like he could probably write off some of that stuff, but yeah, I'm not sure. But he still can't do anything about. Angela's gut feeling, right? And Batista's the one that said, "Hey, your gut, listen to it." So, I I just wouldn't be shocked if we went back to Batista. You know, what if she starts questioning him and says, "Hey, what if your friend? What if I told you your friend was actually alive?" You know. So I think there's definitely still room for her to keep going at this. Yeah, there is. And then whatever Molly starts digging up, potentially something we're seeing so far in the episode too, from a production standpoint. They're doing a really interesting job of using camera work and flashbacks to visualize mm. like a psychological happenings outside of just a, a narration yeah. like you typically get. Right. Like with uh, Dexter running through the woods as mm. he's running and bleeding. And yeah. you can see on his face where his bruises are getting slightly bigger. He's bleeding a little bit more as it goes on and on. Mm. But also as the camera gets close up to his face, it's staying 
is staying focused on his face, but you see a little more chaos around his head. Like the camera's hmm. focal point is his face, but it's twisting on almost like an, uh, an access to create a little bit of unstableness. Like he's starting to feel exhaustion or he's starting to mm. get uneasy. And then also with Harrison, when he's taking the baseballs to the side, he's leaning into it. You can see that he's taking yeah. steps forward into the, the balls. Right. As they're being launched at him and then showing flashbacks of him having issues with Jim specifically. Yep. Which makes me think that what they're what they're portraying through production, which is neat, is in a sense what people do when they self harm. They mm -hmm. focus on an emotional trauma that's painful and create a pain to get control of the pain effectively. Mm. So he's he's thinking about Jim in a way that hurts, but then having this external pain happen to him to help him deal with it. And he just keeps asking for more. It was pretty cool. It, I mean, it was just insane, too, that Kurt's just there watching, knowing that all he's doing is hurting him yeah. and just continues, you know, to the point where he turns it off and then Harrison says, no, more. You know, it's just... Oh, that was so eerie. Yeah. I do find it really interesting that we have Dexter and Harrison at this point in separate scenes, and they keep thinking of the worst of each other, right? We have Dexter thinking, oh my God, my son is a serial killer who loves killing, is my worst nightmare. And then we have Harrison thinking, my my dad doesn't love me. He abandons me. He hates me. Um, so it's just, it's really interesting to see these two emotions kind of just happening at the same time in very different ways. Yeah. All right. So we've got Harrison going back to the cabin with Kurt. Um while Dexter has killed his attacker, um, we don't know how it, um, the timeline's going. Like if he's he's dumping him somewhere real quick or if he's actually cutting him up real quick and, and doing something with the body. What do you think? It looked more like he just threw a tarp on top of him to come back to it later because it's an abandoned summer camp. Which is crazy, though, because to me, I'm thinking his blood is all over the woods leading up to that ca that cabin. So... I just think he's got way too much evidence all over the place. Yeah, but no one goes around that cabin. Like, even when he went there, there was no footprints anywhere around it or anything. Like, mm. And he didn't really start bleeding until he'd already ran into the woods. So they're going to have to find the car, then look around, then find blood traces, and then circle around that fucking woods for a long time. Like, mm. he's probably got time. At least in his mind, he's got time. Yeah. it's It's really crazy how just how manipulative Kurt is with Harrison. He's really getting to know Harrison, uh, having a little one-on-one -on -one with him, and Harrison is just so trusting of Kurt, right? He's able to talk comfortably with Kurt. And the whole time, Dexter's trying to get a hold of him, and then Harrison just turns his, his cell off, his, his mobile. And you really just think, like, oh, my God, is, is Kurt really just waiting until Dexter gets there to kill Harrison in front of him, right? As revenge? 
Yeah, that's what I think it is. You killed my son, I'm going to kill yours. I really feel like that's where they're at. And it's also like, I mean, obviously we're the viewer and so we're not in there, but like everything Kurt says <laughs> is a twist. Yeah. A hundred percent of everything he's saying is in regards to how you feel about Jim, feel mm -hmm. this way about me. Yep. Just in different <laughs> words, you know, like every single thing. Where even when Harrison asked, what was the police thing? And he goes, well, some of us always suffer for our father's choices. And it's like, yeah, trying to get <laughs> him to be uh, uh, trying to get Harrison to think, yeah, to think that they're similar. You know, we're the same, you and me. You know, guys like us, he says. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's trying to, like, force that connection. Which is funny and ironic because Harrison's, <laughs> f like, saying that all he wants is a connection with Dexter. Yes. But Dexter and, and Harrison, well, Harrison really, like, doesn't put forth any effort to make a connection possible. Literally mm -hmm. runs away anytime Jim wants to talk to him seriously. And then here he is being completely manipulated into thinking there's a connection mm -hmm. just because he's just willing to sit there, not because there actually is one. Mm. And it's just kind of ironic to be like this stupid kid thinks that <laughs> there's no way he can have a connection with his dad, even though he's literally refusing to. And here's this dude able to easily manipulate him into thinking that just because he's present. Yeah, it's just uh, it's <laughs> this ending. I mean, we're getting towards end. Um it's like looming just this what the hell is about to happen. And you also have Angela who's digging around um, looking at the uh, drug, the drug dealer who did die, right? The Dexter made him have overdose, Jasper. Um, and she's noticing at the corners that um, he does have a needle, uh, a needle print on his neck. So she took, takes a picture of it and she's trying to, you know, uh, draw some conclusions from that. And I mean, I just think she's, she's, she's building a case against him Yeah. and she's not telling anyone, which is like, I think it's telling that she's not even, she's not even mentioning any of this to uh, the podcaster, not to her coworkers. So she's really trying to make sure she's got her ducks in a row this time. Oh my God. So I was screaming at the scene where Kurt finally gets irritated that, uh, that his, his counterpart's not there with Dexter and he just comes out in full on hunting gear and points a rifle at, at Harrison. Mm. And so Harrison finally looks at his phone and he's like, he was about to ignore all the calls from Dexter. And once he sees that, you know, now he's, he's got a gun up on him. He starts freaking out. He's like, oh, my God, what did I do, Kurt? What did I I do? I can, you know, I'm so sorry for whatever I said. He doesn't understand that he's in danger until this moment. And it's just like I was screaming because I was like, finally, you idiot. You're about to get killed. It was kind of interesting seeing the look of concern on Harrison's face when he got the first two texts from Dexter. And then when he turns his cellular back on and sees there's all those missed calls, he does have a look like something's this did seem different to Harrison. So I think he was starting to open up the idea that his dad is actually concerned about him. Uh, but then, yeah, as, as Harrison's running away, they got the sight on him. Uh, Kurt's sitting there telling him to run sins of the father, as they say. And then uh, the car shows up and he starts screaming, get him out, get him out of the car. Cause he wants Dexter to see he's going to kill his son. He didn't realize just yet, but then he realized that car is not going to slow down until it hits him. And, 
Yeah. And Kurt runs off and then there's finally an embrace with Dexter and Harrison. And I'm over, I was over here screaming on the couch, like, yes, father, son kill, because I wanted them to both go after Kurt. However, Dexter at this point doesn't even care. He just says, let's get out of here. Yeah. There's too much conversation that needs to happen between the two of them before they can just go kill someone together. Like Kurt was running away. What's Dexter going to say? He's limping. You know, is he going to say, hey, Harrison, grab your knife and go slit that guy's throat. I'll catch right up. You know what I mean? Like, and Kurt was running away without a rifle into the mm. woods. The The car ran over the rifle. Mm. So he's disarmed, literally. Uh, mm. They have time because Kurt can't disappear into nothingness and he can't kill them in the bright of day. Mm. And now they know way more about him than he can than, than he can even say about them out loud. You know what I mean? So the hunt is on. Hunt is on, yet we still have Angela, who's got all these photos now, and she's really trying to piece it together, right? And I'm wondering, in the back of my mind, is Dexter going to let her have this one in the in the same way that, you know, he tried to give her evidence to put Kurt away? It didn't happen. What if, in this one, um, what if he tells her exactly what happened without saying oh, I knew about this. What if he just goes on, oh, I had a bad feeling about him and look, I got jumped by his friend um, and then I had to defend myself. So I did stab him and kill him. He's in this camp, right? And he he has this whole whole thing play out and says, I I had to do this to defend myself. And then by the way, um, Harrison's going to say, hey, yeah, uh, story checks out because... Kurt did try to did pull a gun on me and try to kill me. So I wonder if that's just going to help Angela to stop digging into Dexter and give her this. Hey, we've got all this evidence, right? All of these things that happened. We now we have motive to to take her down. I I don't see that connection myself, but it could happen. I suppose. No. Yeah. Like it's just. I think that's a, a little. A little heavy on the fantasy booking just because we don't know what's going on with that other body yet it's going to take mm. one scene where he cuts up that body and then that whole thing falls apart that's true you know what i mean so yeah i'm assuming that the body just is intact with the knife and with the tarp over that's it and what would dexter gain by giving that up he would go to prison because she's already suspicious of him he might have a self-defense claim but he has nothing to gain by that it's not going to take her off his tail it's going to if he said, you oh, yeah, I ki- no, not at all. If, because if she thinks you may have killed Jasper and you attack this other dude and you might have going to go to kill him. And then you say, oh, yeah, but I killed this other dude. But ha- trust me, I didn't kill the other ones. OK, but but she really, really hates Kurt. Right. She has every reason to want to put Kurt away. And at the end of the day, she he you know, let's say she goes with, oh, you killed this drug dealer. At the end of the day, still a drug dealer. Like, I don't know where her... She doesn't like him. She doesn't like Dexter. Okay. She wants to take them both out. I think if you give her enough rope on that, she'll take them both out in a heartbeat. Yeah. I, I, yeah, on the flip side, I was thinking that, that she's not... She's not like Deb. She's not family. So exactly. if she if she had the opportunity, she would kill Dexter. Yeah, I think so. I hope she doesn't. I hope she doesn't. Part of me is wondering as well. I mean, I know we don't want to get super into 
fantasy booking, but I'm wondering if it came down to Angela making the connection that he is definitely the Bay Harbor Butcher. If she makes that connection and she confronts him, I wonder, you know, what his reaction is going to be because unlike Deb and Dexter, they both knew in the very end, like, they weren't going to kill each other, right? Like, like I think deep down they both knew. Like, they, they loved each other. They're siblings. They're never going to kill each other. This is different. So Angela, I mean, there's not there's not too much of a history, you know. They've been going out for a few years. So I'm just really wondering, because I feel like you're right, that she's ready, you know, she would be ready to kill him if need be. Would he do the same, right? Because rule number one, don't get found out. Um, so would it come to him killing her, you know, or would he just pack on more lies and, and try to throw her off? Like, I'm really wondering, you know, where this is going. Yeah. I'm wondering how many episodes we end up with Angela and Molly hmm. making all the connections. Cause Molly said in her Bay Harbor episode that she wasn't convinced it was Doke's. And then, because they played part of it, they didn't really dig in much further. Obviously, they didn't play the thing where she said, she goes, oh, but I took a deeper look. And we don't know if mm. that deeper look got her to point her finger at someone else or if it just got her to raise a bunch of questions on why she didn't think it could be Dokes. Mm. But if if she's if Angela's starting to make the connection that Bay Harbor Butcher may be related to Dexter, mm. and she were to go to Molly and say, didn't you do a deep dive on this? You can then have, yep, here's a bunch of questions that I have about it. What if that's when Batista comes back? What if she reaches out to Batista saying, hey, me and Molly have been putting together a bunch of stuff. I was just thinking that. I'm actually wondering if Batista is going to be his saving grace, though. Because I feel like Batista really does think of Dexter or did think of Dexter as a best friend. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's nothing, there's really nothing you could do to sway him from that even though they found out dokes was they think dokes was the bay harbor butcher i don't think that batista could get it around his mind that it could ever be dexter yeah okay so this episode does end with harrison um being told by dexter that hey i was born in blood like you you're not alone in your feelings um and I'm going to I'm going to tell you everything. Uh, my dad taught me a code and that's, you know, and that that's where Harrison hugs Dexter as he's driving. And I'm just wondering, just like we were wondering in the last episode, how much do you get? How much do you lay on Harrison? Right. I mean, he's so emotional. Do you tell him straight up? Here's this code. That, and also, I'm a serial killer and that's OK. I mean, can he handle that? I mean, I guess, like, Harrison seems to be ready for it. He seems to be excited about it, like. Does he? Yeah, I mean, he the, the hug he gave to Dexter wasn't just because, like, oh, you're going to tell me a thing. It's like, no, no, no you're going to make this all okay. He's excited to have a connection, to have real truth. However. That connection, not any connection, yes, that connection. That he didn't want to connect with him on fishing. Yeah. He wanted to connect with him on the dark side of themselves. But we, we've only seen Harrison enjoy violence a little bit. He seems more than anything confused by it. Yes. Unlike when when Dexter was a kid and Dexter loved it, right? He was excited about blood. He was thrilled. 
you don't really get that from Harrison. So that's that's my only question is that is he going to have the reaction that Dexter is expecting? Okay. Yeah, I liked I liked the pacing of this of this story. Um I I like that we think we know where it's going. It could go a completely different direction. Um I I like that it felt like closure in um the the discourse that Harrison and and Dexter have been having this entire season. So I'm I'm glad that they finally kind of closed that um and now hopefully they'll be able to have conversation. Yeah, I think it was a really interesting episode just in the idea of that it was going to take a lot for them to both bring their guards down and here you had it really played out where they're both completely exhausted in every sense right they've both been getting these adrenaline dumps all day long they've got nothing left Mm -hmm. so this car ride home where they're finally opening up and they're getting choked up They've got no defenses. Like literally, Dexter just spent the entire day from sunrise to sunset <laughs> running and bleeding and then run, trying to run down a dude with his car. He's got no adrenaline left. He's got nothing in him to, to put up those defenses. And Harrison, on the same token, has been going around. He got those was six or seven baseballs to the side. Mm-hmm. That's going to spike your adrenaline and dump it too. He's on, And then he gets chased with a gun. They're both so exhausted that it's like it took all of this to get them to bring their guard down just enough to like find that comfort in each other. Because I think if either one of them told a story that was different or they didn't have those, you'd still see, theoretically, someone with their guard up. I do wonder if Harrison is going to start to become a better liar because he's been pretty loose with the information, the little information that Dexter had given him in previous episodes, you know, he's the one that spilled the beans about Jim's real name, you know, and Jim doesn't even know, or Dexter doesn't even know that. So I just wonder if he's going to start getting uh, improved in that, in that sense, because the more information Dexter tells him, you know, is it only going to take a couple drinks until, until Harrison spills to another kid or to the the cop like we don't know yeah i don't know but really really great first season i'm super excited with where this is going um i i yeah i got no complaints i mean i think all the acting really this entire season's been awesome i think everyone's just done such a great job in letting us get lost in this um so yeah i i loved it yeah really good one thought I have uh, f- for fantasy booking is what if, let's just say, Angela and the podcaster do get a hunch or evidence that uh, links Dexter to being the Bay Harbor Butcher or just uh, Harrison, um, them them being uh, in the murder, murder uh, category. So if that happens, what if, Dexter and Harrison just moved to another town far, far away. Or what if they moved to a big city, right? Not Miami, obviously, but um, what if they just leave? Um, and that would actually not allow Angela to, to you know, catch them because obviously she doesn't have the resources, right? Um, and going over state lines, I think, would be difficult. 
um, doing that. So I'm just wondering if that could be a possibility. Or even beyond the idea of going past state lines, if they get just over the Canadian border and go to a major city in Canada like Alberta or Calgary or something, it's a major metropolis, then then you have the whole thing where it's like, oh, that all, all that happened in America. Hmm. And then you could even do a couple seasons before America comes knocking, you know? Mm, yeah, I just, I, I wonder where this is going in terms of um, Angela and her being steadfast on her gut feeling, which is correct, um, but they have to address that some way. And if it's not Dexter weaseling his way out with more lies, uh, I really do wonder how they're going to get around that. Yeah. I, I did just get into the official Dexter podcast. I've been listening to that, which has been really cool because they've got the writers and the editors uh, come on and, and share what they were going for and their background. So that's also been really cool to to listen to. And I, I listen to it after our show, so it's not like I'm picking up from what they're saying and bringing it. But um, I, I think that's uh, another thing. Obviously, if you're into Dexter, um, you should – you should go find that podcast, um, the official Dexter podcast, um, you know, by people that actually have worked on the show. So um, really cool to hear those backstories, um, those influences, and um, also cool that some of the, the writers, you know, were originally fans of, of the first Dexter and have been um, given the opportunity to, to come on. So that's been really cool, too, you know, to, just to hear people who – are pretty much living out their dream <laughs> like really really cool cool to hear um so yeah thanks for tuning into dexter new blood who Dis podcast um you can find us on socials at wotr the show uh and marsh i'm at ref marsh on twitter uh Keep watching Dexter New Blood, and um, we will check it out next week. Yep, we'll keep taking a stab at it. <laughs>